Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. I'm Hannah Newhouse, joined each and every week by my co-host of Kyle Rickey. This past weekend, Kyle, the Arca Menards West Series took to the far part of the West Coast, being Portland International, their first time there since 2012, marking the seventh start for the series. And, well, to say the least, a little bit of a mayhem race uh, when it came down to it. The winner that crossed the line was not the winner at the end of the day. No, it wasn't uh, because of a one-lap shootout. I, and I watched the race, and I watched the IndyCar race the next day, and it's like, you know what? It's 2021, and we're still asking these drivers to race into turn one, which is like more than 90 degrees. It's like you're racing back the other way, and the track is about this narrow, and we're asking these Arctic kids to make it through there cleanly, and I think for the top seven blew the corner on the restart. And when all was said and done, it was Taylor Gray. That picked up the race win. Long day for him. Spun earlier in the event, went a lap down, had to get the lucky dog uh, during one of, I think, seven caution flags late in the race, battled his way back up through the field and was able to take the win. But uh, Paul Petrincelli finished in second. Jesse Love, Joey East, and Takuma Koga rounded out the top five. But uh, a wild event. And you know when the IndyCars take the green flag the next day, there's no way they're going to make it through. And they didn't. I mean, I think, what, six or seven cars went spinning. It's like, why are we doing this? I think on lap one, lap one of restarts and starts, go straight. And then, you know, insert the chicane the next time by. Get them strung out a little bit. It's spicy takes with Kyle Rickey. Going to be a new segment debuting here on uh, Coast to Coast. We're just going to well, go even the officials, that. the IndyCar officials are like, I'm agreeing okay, with you. <laughs> so when everybody misses the turn on the first lap, here are the penalties. So they even know it's coming. So, you know, I, it, re- it reminded me a lot of the uh, Indy road course, right? How many times, how many restarts did we have at the Indy? Indianapolis road course because simply they would go into turn one which is a similar like back looped area and just junk each other like at some point we have to understand that these are multi-thousand pound stock cars and you've got 15 year olds driving them and I mean no knock but come on like going down a a five-eighths mile straight away there's a reason there was 21 laps of caution (laughs) it was yeah it was and the race was only what 58 laps so You know, 18 starters, and I don't know. It, it was fun to watch. But you oh. knew on these restarts and restarts what was going to happen for two consecutive days, and they never let us down. Good recovery there. Definitely not the day to be Jake Drew or Eric Nascimento yeah. when it came down to it. Both those guys crossing the line, P1 and P2, and accredited with 10th and 11th. And you mentioned P.J. Petroncelli. Uh, best best career finish for him. Had a third at Sonoma, and uh, – a runner-up spot for him. But Taylor Gray, it's been quite the year for him, Kyle. We're going to talk to him here in just a little bit. Uh, obviously had an automobile accident earlier in the year, pretty severe at that. 
and to be able to return to racing and get his second career win uh, after all things. I mean, it, it's a pretty cool story to tell. Yeah. And uh, you know, no, no telling where he would be if not for that automobile accident. It obviously delayed his career. What? Six months. I mean, he was supposed to make his truck debut at Richmond the week after that automobile accident and, and who knows what that would have led to, but good to see him. Uh, one fully recovered and two back in a race car and doing well. He's set to pull double duty this week at the Bristol Motor Speedway um, in the, the ARCA race and in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series race. So uh, good to see Taylor back. Uh, has his whole life, his whole career ahead of him. What is he, 16 years old um, now? I think we had him on when he was 14, two years ago. So, uh, And he has done a lot in the time since. And uh, good to see him back in victory lane on, on Saturday, negotiating that first turn at Portland. Yeah, we'll talk to him in just a little while. But before we do that, uh, we'll also have your NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour Richmond results a little bit later. But of course, we've got your iRacing pre- update presented by Logitech G. It's down to the final two races this season. Only virtual Talladega Super Speedway and Texas Motor Speedway are left before they crown a champion. The third round of the playoffs will begin on Tuesday, September 28th at Talladega Speedway. You can catch all the action and the iRacing countdown to green at enascar.com backslash live at 8.30 p.m. with the race starting on enascar.com at 9 p.m. Go to iRacing.com for all the latest news, featured video, and more on the world of iRacing. This iRacing is update is brought to you by Logitech G. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll dial up Taylor Gray. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19. 19- Gamers, start your engines. Meet the next generation of racing wheels. The award-winning Logitech G design is re-engineered to dial into your game physics, delivering unprecedented realism. Feel every shift, drift, and hairpin turn like never before. Our latest innovation in force feedback technology connects directly to end-game simulation engines and physics to produce higher fidelity, real-time responses. Through design, engineering, and the love of driving games, Logitech G takes racing simulation to another level. Go to LogitechG.com. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. We talked about it at the top of the show, the ARCA West Series out at Portland International for the Portland 112. Well, he may have not crossed the line first, but was scored for his second career ARCA Menard Series win. That is Taylor Gray. He joins us now on the guest line. First off, Taylor, thanks for taking some time to join us here on Coast to Coast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Crazy race. We talked about it a little bit and we'll talk about it a little bit more. Uh, The caution comes out roughly five laps to go. You get a green white checkered. You're starting in third. When that initial caution came out, did you actually feel like there was a chance that maybe you could have won that race? Well, so before, which I mean, all the people that I guess like to type on Twitter don't really, I guess don't really watch the whole race. But um, before the nine had wrecked me whenever I was leading the race. And um, so it actually had, technically gone two laps down um and we had gotten our lap back that same lap and then you know ran a lap down for a couple laps and then a caution came out got our lap back again started last and drove our way back up to fifth um and the caution came out and then like you know like what we were talking about before the show started like that tight turn once like okay like 
I do have a shot at this. I'm starting fifth, right? I mean, you got to be aggressive on restarts. You know, the trucks have kind of helped me learn to be aggressive on restarts more than I feel like the other guys kind of know how to be. I feel like the trucks, whenever you go run a truck race, it just teaches you so much more on how to be aggressive. Um, Cause those guys, you know, do it every week. So, um, you know, it was, it was a uh, pretty wild, I guess you can call it. But uh, I mean, to answer your question, yeah, I think I had, I, I knew I had a shot at, you know, winning the race just from turn one. If you're in the right hand lane going into the corner, I felt like if you were in the left lane, you were a sitting duck because uh, you could get shoved off the course. And I mean, you had arguably the preferred line. Uh, that said, how tight is it? I mean, we talked about it in the, the, the show open. You know, the Indy cars had issues on Sunday. You know, you the ARCA cars had obviously had issues on Saturday. How tight is turn one at Portland? Uh, it, like we were talking about just a second ago, like, I, like, it was really tight. Like, you had to really get woed down, like, first gear, like, you know, like, really tight. Like, it, it did take, like, uh, some skill, like, to be able to get the corner down good. Um, but honestly, like, it – it kind of depended on like how good your braking package was too. Like, like the nines braking package, like was really good. Like, I don't know what they had, but like way better than all of us. That's why I feel like he was so much better. Um, Cause he can get in the corner so much deeper than everybody else. Um, it, but like, it's the curves are so abrasive in the turn one too. Like the 99 on that last restart broken upper. Um, yep. Whenever he hit the curb. So um, a right front upper a arm. So, it's just, it, it's kind of a, it's a hard question, I guess. It's just kind of like, it, it is, it was really tight, but I mean, there was some things where you could make it work on the top. Like, uh, some, I mean, you were like, in the last restart, you were sitting back on the top, um, in my opinion. I think the, I think I was honestly, I think me personally, I was in the best position you could be in starting fifth, you know, get a good restart, pull out and see what happens in a turn one. And so uh, kind of, it's kind of what I did, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, and if fans haven't been able to see it, of course, there's a lot of video throughout the Arc Bernard series and on NASCAR Roots Twitter. You guys can check it out, that restart. Uh, that being said, checkered flag flies. Technically speaking, Jake Drew, Eric Nascimento were the first and second. You roll across the line third. Jake actually pulled to the front stretch to wait for that checkered flag. When were you and your team told that you had been scored with the win? Um, So, like, in top three series, like, Hannah, you know, I'm pretty sure everybody in this chat knows this. If you cut the corner on the last lap, it's a time penalty. No matter how it happens, it's a time penalty. And so to me, I was like, okay, like, you know, the nine and the four both cut the corner. I was like, that should be a time penalty. Like, so technically speaking, we should win the race. So to me, it was kind of a no-brainer just because I, I, that guy was kind of thinking in that aspect. But, I mean, you know, if I cut the corner across the line first, I would go to the front stretch too, you know, seeing, thinking I want to, so. I mean, it's kind of depends on what kind of on what position you're in. Um, but I mean, to me, like I kind of knew like that. To me, that should have been a penalty like right away. But they had told us we had been sitting on pit road for like like five ten minutes, and so then they finally told us the uh, the final results. And uh, yeah, kind of went from there. Watching at home, I felt like it took forever i mean I, I mean we watched the replay and they showed the replay about 10 times and it's like okay it's it did i mean i thought it was 
pretty clear, but I know you want, they wanted to get it right and they wanted to get the entire finishing order right, which was, you know, obviously tough to do um, on that final one lap sprint to the finish. What, um, how comfortable are you road racing? Uh, obviously picking up the checkered flag here, turning both right and left. Uh, how do you think, you know, what, what kind of a road racer do you feel you are? Uh, I definitely think there's room for improvement. I mean, there's room for improvement for everything, no matter sure. like, if you're oval racing or road course racing. I think you can improve um, every, every week on everything you do. Um, I don't really think you ever – I don't really – in my opinion, I don't really think that you ever get to where you can't improve even more. I feel like there's always room for improvement. So, you know, I think I can be better at uh, road course racing. Um, I know I can be better. I'm just kind of working on it. I need to put more work into it. I don't think we put – the time that we need to into road course racing because um, I think it's going to get a lot bigger in an NASCAR. Um, and I think we need to, I think I, me, myself, I need to put a lot more time into it and try to get better at it. Um, just so, you know, like, you know, you know, one day, you know, you come down, that's the last playoff race and you're not locked in. I mean, that's a perfect opportunity to lock yourself in. So I think um, in that aspect, I think you, you know, you need to, go into a road course being as best prepared as possible and you knowing yourself you knowing that you know you can go out there and win the race like I go to these road courses and you know I I think I think to myself we're going to do okay you know I think we're good I just don't know if I'm the best and I know I'm not the best at road course racing um and I just think I need to improve myself on well it's definitely got to be a little bit of a confidence booster to at least have one on your resume moving forward uh, Kyle and I talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the show. It has been an insane year for you when you look back at it, you know, involved in an automobile accident earlier in the season. Uh, didn't really know what the rest of the year was going to look like for you to be able to climb back behind the wheel of a race car. What has that recovery process been like in order to, you know, be able to race here with it only being September? Yeah, uh, it, that's why like it was kind of like, it was honestly that win like was so like big to me it was like, you know, I, quite frankly, like, I was sitting in the hospital, I was like, dang, am I ever going to be able to race again? Like, I don't, I don't know, you know, and I'm sitting there, and so, like, that's why the win was so big to me, um, you know, it's, you didn't have your big heavy hitters out there, like, Ty, or, you know, Corey, or whatever, but, like, even, like, it was still, like, a tough race, and, like, still, like, it, the win was so big to me, is because, you know, three, well, now it's been four months, four months ago, I was laying in a hospital bed thinking to myself, am I ever going to be able to do this again? So it was a pretty big deal for me, for sure. At what point in that four months did you, were you, oh, you know, did you realize I can do this again and I will do this again? Uh, pretty much uh, the day after I got out of surgery, uh, my foot surgery, um, the doctors had told me that they had put pins in top of my foot. And I remember getting really mad at them because I wanted the pins out so I could start uh, getting back going as soon as I could. And uh, they were like, no, like your foot's destroyed. Like they have to be in there. Like you don't understand. And so I remember that day I was like, all right, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get back as soon as I possibly can. That's what I did. You know, I, I mean, I was walking in a boot probably a month after my foot surgery of my ankle being shattered, my foot being broken in half. So and after, whenever I was in a boot, I was walking in a shoe a week later. And so uh, it was uh, kind of just did whatever it took to get back. You know, it was a lot of pain, um, a lot of work, but just did whatever it took. 
as a driver who's at one point taken a steering wheel into my doctor and had my cast made to where I could hold a steering wheel. I know that feeling and I'm definitely glad to see your recovery process, you know, pan out like it did. And of course, end up in a win here. You've got double duty coming up this upcoming week with the Menard, Arc Menard series. And of course, the truck, uh, how much are you looking forward to pulling that? And of course, really being only your second start at Bristol, uh, any apprehension? Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. Uh, it's gonna, The truck race is going to be hectic, you know, starting that far back. It's going to be it's going to be crazy for sure, but uh, the arc race is going to be fun. You know, I, I ran there last year. We ran decent there. We had a left rear go down at the end of the race, um, but we ran decent before that there. Um, and then, uh, you know, in the truck race, I think it's going to be – it's it's kind of different for me. You know, I don't know how the trucks are going to be arrow-wise there. You know, I, none of the places I've been, they've been way left field compared to the arc car with arrow-wise um, with Pat Watkins going in that gateway. But uh, at Bristol, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you just don't really know what to expect, I guess. Other than being in left field, that was going to be my next question, is what was kind of a big takeaway from the two truck starts, mainly Gateway because it's the only oval you've run. You finished 12th a couple of weeks back in, in St. Louis. So what was the, the kind of the takeaway from that day? Yeah, I mean, honestly, my biggest thing was, you know, I, I could have came out of there running seventh. And, uh, you know, I, I – me running the Arca cars, you know, I was aggressive on the restart. I went down, I think, bottom of three, and just I got all the air taken off, taken off of me, and I got loose and hit Ryan. Um, and I was just like, wow, like this, it's a lot different, you know, like with how much um, side um, force dependent they are. So I think that was honestly my biggest takeaway is just kind of being more smart about how big air is compared to like trucks to Arca cars. Um, but, you know, just kind of being, I guess more smart about you know where I'm at and like era wise compared to like where I was in our car our car that wouldn't happen you'd get a little loose but you wouldn't get loose enough to where you go up and hit the guy so I think that was my biggest takeaway for sure well we're definitely looking forward to it uh, on Thursday again Taylor congratulations on the win this past weekend at Portland uh, we're excited to be on the call of course for both the ARCA and the truck series on Thursday night so uh, thanks again and best of luck thanks guys Again, that is Taylor Gray, your winner this past weekend in the ARCA West Series out at Portland. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we've got your Whelan Engineering Modified Update. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 1952. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. 
Get back to NASCAR roots by driving headfirst into the new home of grassroots racing. Flow Racing keeps the original NASCAR tradition of dirt track racing roaring with more than 1,300 live and on-demand oval events from across the U.S. Learn how the next generation of NASCAR drivers is prospected in sprint car racing. Subscribe today by going to flowracing.com slash go MRN. That's FLORacing.com forward slash go MRN. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy four tires to Noco Racing Fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's up here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. This NASCAR season, Toyota Racing isn't looking for just anyone to join the team. No, we're looking for bankers, the ones who are open on Sundays. So if you live for the gravity-defying 31-degree banks like this one on Turn 4 at Daytona, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Time now for this week's Wheelin Engineering Modified Spotlight. The NASCAR Wheelin Modified Tour is down to its final two races of the 2021 season. This Saturday night at Riverhead Raceway on Long Island in New York and the championship race on Saturday, September 25th at the Stafford Motor Speedway in Stafford Springs, Connecticut. Ryan Priest claimed the series' most recent victory last Friday night at the Richmond Raceway in Virginia leading 98 of the race's 156 laps. The win was the third consecutive for Priest, who also scored wins at the New Hampshire Motor Speedway back in July and at the Stafford Speedway in August. Behind Priest at the finish were John McKennedy in second, Ronnie Williams third, Ryan Newman fourth, and Doug Coby completed the top five. The top three in the championship standings all had issues with point leader Justin Bonsignor and second-place point man Patrick Emmerling having drive shaft issues, while third-place point getter Ron Silk crashed out late in the event. Bonsignor now has a 22-point lead over Emmerling, while Silk is 53 points back, and Kobe is 56 points back with two races to go. The tour heads to Riverhead Raceway on Saturday night for not only the penultimate race of the season, but also to honor track owner Eddie Partridge who passed away following last Friday night's race in Richmond. NBC's Track Pass will have live coverage of the event beginning at 8 p.m. Saturday night from Long Island. This has been this week's Wheel and Engineering Modified Spotlight. More with Hannah and I next on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Gamers, start your engines. Meet the next generation of racing wheels. The award-winning Logitech G design is re-engineered to dial into your game physics, delivering unprecedented realism. Feel every shift, drift, and hairpin turn like never before. Our latest innovation in force feedback technology connects directly to end-game simulation engines and physics to produce higher fidelity, real-time responses. Through design, engineering, and the love of driving games, Logitech G takes racing simulation to another level. Go to LogitechG.com. 
Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19. This season, Toyota Racing is looking for jugglers. Uh Not the ones who toss balls or rings. Fans that can juggle the rigors of a 10-month-long season across many different racing circuits. Well, what if I added knives? What if you added GR Cup, Formula Drift, and off-road racing? If you can juggle it all, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. Formula Drift is a registered trademark of Formula Drift's holdings, LLC. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. Kyle, for the first time ever, not prepared, looking up his notes as we speak. That being said, this past weekend, we talked about it a little bit. NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour was at Richmond. Had the potential possibility, Kyle, to be a huge points mix-up night. And it just seemed like one after another, big hitters in the points with Bonsignor going out. Then you had Emerling. Looked like it was going to be in Ron Silk's field. Then he goes out. So really the points, not really much of a mix-up because your big three heavy hitters in the points series, well, they just did not have great nights at Richmond. Yeah, one, two, three in points, all finishing 19th or worse. Ron Silk with a crash, uh, finishing in 19th. Bonsignor finishing 24th with a drive shaft is- issue. Patrick Emerling finishing 25th with a drive shaft issue. Doug Kobe finished in the top five, and he gained a bunch of ground, but because he missed that race earlier this year uh, when he competed in the SRX event, he is still 56 points behind. Uh, 22 points right now separate Justin and Emerling. 53 back to Ron Silk in third in a race won by uh, Ryan Priest held off John McKennedy and Ronnie Williams, the top three in that event. And of course, uh, we all know what happened after losing uh, Eddie Partridge, his car owner, longtime car owner in the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour, found success with uh, with Ryan uh, the last six years, also won a championship with Ron Silk uh, many, I think almost a decade ago now. Uh, one of the great guys on the tour, also owner uh, of Riverhead Raceway on Long Island in New York. He and his wife, Connie, purchased that racetrack six years ago, I believe, in 2015. So uh, tough hit there. Uh, talked to Ryan earlier this week. Roller coaster of emotions goes from the high of high of winning at Richmond to then uh, the low of low uh, in losing your car owner just a couple of hours later. So 
Modified family will regather this weekend, uh, ironically enough, at Riverhead, a scheduled race there this Saturday night. And I'm sure uh, there will be many tributes uh, remembering uh, Eddie Partridge this Saturday night. Yeah, a lot of heavy hearts in the racing community. Uh, some more news out of the Modified Pit as well. Uh, an announcement for the 2022 schedule. The Modified Tour finally opening up their season down at New Smyrna. Seems like that's been a, a, a logical thing for quite some time. Glad to see it official. Uh, so they will open up their 2022 season down there in Florida. Also, the Pinty Series, they've been having double headers for a lot of their summer. Uh, the first race, yeah, they've been trying. <laughs> first race, Kyle, they got in that second race, though, unfortunately, at Flamborough was postponed. Yeah, they were running at the Flamborough Speedway. Andrew Ranger picked up the race win over DJ Kennington. Brett Taylor had a good run, and Alex Tagliani and Pete Shepard, the top five. Uh, started a rain toward the end of race number one, or missed, that really picked up between the events. So they were forced to postpone race number two, leaving Alex Tagliani with an 11-point lead over LP Dumoulin. The next scheduled event is Sunday, September 26th, the Delaware Speedway. But with that postponement, there have been, I think, at least two other postponements uh, a couple of weeks ago on this calendar. Uh, I'm not sure what that's going to do to the schedule between here and the end of the month. Uh, Delaware, the, the race at Delaware Speedway right now is scheduled to be the championship event, but stay tuned. Yeah, sending some good thoughts over to Sherry Putnam because you know she's yeah. having a good old summer with, again, the, the original postponement of the season, then Mother Nature and trying to figure out just simply how to get these races in. Uh, yep. Also, we talked about it a little bit, upcoming races this week. It's a busy week for NASCAR and the regional touring series, ARCA East and ARCA Menard Series, both, you know, a combination event on Thursday afternoon. Uh, we will crown a champion for the ARCA East Series in the Bush Beans 200, but again, a combo event with the ARCA Menard Series. As of right now, Sammy Smith currently still leads the points. Daniel Dye, though, only 24 points back. Mason Diaz, 33 behind. Joey East is 40, and Raja Karuth, 45 points back so really a lot of those guys you know kind of in the top three I and I don't quote me on this because I don't know how many points you can actually make up in the grand scheme of things but having a double header the car counts definitely going to help for a big points night uh for someone to potentially you know have a big jump in points and that's the big thing is, is car count uh with with the Arca Menard series running with the Arca Menards East series there is potential if you do have a bad day and we saw it at, at Iowa Speedway earlier this year you have a bad day and you have the potential of finishing 28th, 29th, 30th instead of 16th or 17th, um, which is kind of the average field for a standalone. So going to be big. Uh, you look at the, the ARCA national standings, Ty Gibbs, 16 points over Corey Heim. He's beginning to, to tiptoe away there uh, over Thad Moffitt, who's way back in third. They have three events remaining. Uh, Salem coming up in a couple of weeks. Kansas, the championship race on October 23rd. Uh, once we get out of Bristol on Thursday night, hard to believe we're crowning a champion already. Uh, and Art Menards East will be our first first champion that we'll talk to. Yeah, and you can uh, obviously tune us in on MRN. We'll have coverage of that. As well, NASCAR's uh, NBC Track Pass, they'll have coverage, and NASCAR on Fox. We'll have coverage as well. So a lot of different outlets for you to be able to watch the Arca Menard series this weekend. The Euro series heads to Croatia for a double header rounds nine and 10 for them, September 18th and 19th at the Auto Motodrome Grobnik. I know you. I probably completely <laughs> killed that name. Regardless, at Croatia, one of those, again, we just need to go tour the Euro series. I'm going to go ahead and uh, try and put that in the contract for next year. Live coverage from NASCAR Euro series. Uh, they still have a couple more races left. Of course, they run double headers, took that big summer break 
this year. And we talked about a little bit the NASCAR Will and Modified Tour, Kyle. They're headed to Riverhead for the Miller Light 200. That'll also be September 18th, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can catch that on NASCAR Track Pass or NBC Track Pass as well. And Kyle, we get to call another race together, two for that matter. I'll be on the pit road for the ARCA series and the truck series. And you and good old Dylan, who's, you know, super thrilled to be doing notes behind me, will be in the booth for both of those. I have never worked in the booth with Dylan. So can't wait for that. It's going to be a, it's going to be a good night. It's going to be a late night uh, with the, with the ARCA Menard series and then the trucks, but it's going to be fun here on the Motor Racing Network. I love going to Bristol Motor Speedway, love Thunder Valley. And uh, for the first time this year on the concrete. Unlike uh, in the spring when we raced on the dirt there. So it's going to be going to be a good night. A lot on the line in both series, championships and ARCA. Playoff, you know, at, you know, advancements potentially and elimination races for the truck. So uh, it's going to be a fun night. You got a lot of pressure, too, because last time Dylan worked in the booth was with Kurt Becker. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure, <laughs> but I think I think I'll be all right. Again, guys, we want to thank Taylor Gray for coming on, hanging out with us and talking about that Portland win. A lot of racing can be caught over the weekend. If you're around the area, make your way up to Bristol Motor Speedway for the night race. is obviously one of the uh, most exciting races of the season, part of the playoffs. Or support your local short track. Seasons are continuing to wind down, and we want to end the year on a high note. I'm Hannah Newhouse for Kyle Ricky and producers Craig Moore. We will see you guys next week here on NASCAR Coast Coast.